Welcome to Outside the 9 to 5. I don't know what that just was, but this is Kevin Hartnett. And I'm Colton Richards. And you're listening to the Outside the 9 to 5 podcast. A show where we discuss the challenges we face on a day-to-day basis with our careers, relationships, and fitness and nutrition. We'd like to keep it light as we discuss some of the life battles we, and I'm sure some of you, deal with on a daily basis. So sit down, strap in, and enjoy the ride. Up this time. All right. Recording to the cloud this time. Let's see how that goes. Recording to the metaverse. (laughs) I just don't understand why we're so good with technology, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that we just hacked into the FBI mainframe. <laughs> we have all the codes. We know where all the missiles are. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> you can't get anything through this freaking firewall in my company. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You can't <laughs> even log on to Gmail there. No. It's crazy. No. They hate Google. Hate, hate them. <laughs> It's a hard uh, stance there. <laughs> dude, so I just saw this post where let's get in this ad real quick because or otherwise we're going to forget it. Good guy, sure. as everyone knows, is the sponsor. It's going to be the sponsor. You get 25% off if you use the code GGOT95. You get 25% off. I hope this doesn't offend anyone, but the girl taking shots of some of their pictures, I'm I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of, dude. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> all right. So shout out to that girl. And maybe if you're I listening out there, I, I, she's definitely not. But you know, she she looks good in a jacket. Is what I'll yeah, say. Yeah. But the least you could you could do right now <laughs> is get online, buy something, and That's put in the description. Colton Richards really Richard, thinks this kind of model, this this model's jacket. <laughs> so you should hit him up. So yeah, help a brother out. Help a brother out. Um, and the URL is wearegoodguys.com. If people don't feel like finding them on Instagram, the URL is wearegoodguys.com, code GGOT95 for 25% off your order. It's free money right there. Free money, 75%, dude. Never heard of a better deal. <sighs> so what's up, dude? We, we My- have a killer amongst us now, people. A killer, a train oh. killer. A hog hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I don't know if you want to be calling yourself that. A hog hunter. You don't think that's a good nickname? No, no. I think I think you might give people the wrong impression, to be honest. (laughs) So let's think of another nickname for you. What do you think? The pig slayer. Let's go with pig slayer. Dude, do you know how scary it is to kill a live animal? No, like, I, I have never killed a live animal or even been close to that. So why don't you elaborate, just, please? I mean, it's you you feel very responsible and it, it's like you have to uh, take it so seriously. The sport of hunting is such a serious endeavor. If you kill the wrong animal or don't tag something properly, it's like a federal offense. Like there's so much that goes into the sport of hunting. It's just fascinating. Hogs are the, the thing I killed the animal I killed. I think I was able to do it because it was a low risk situation for hogs. They're a super invasive species. So for me to shoot it and if I missed, it wasn't the end. Obviously you don't want to hurt any animal, but like they're extremely invasive. They kill a lot of plants, which harm the ecosystem ecosystem everything's in right but with that being said i did kill hog and it was badass the guy that was spotting me was like do you see that do you have it i was like i it just very calmly said i'm on it and he was like shoot it was great 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's quick. So it was, did it feel quick in the moment? Like, were you nervous? What, what was the feeling? Uh, I wasn't nervous, man. I, I don't think how many times did you miss before that? <laughs> I didn't miss. I actually oh, missed the go. next day. I missed the okay. next day. Okay. Uh, and it was, I was trying to shoot a deer. So that, that was hard. I, I don't know. I think it was something, I think it was just like the level of game was up and candidly, I've never shot a rifle before, but with that being said, I did successfully kill a, an animal. Um, and you harvest all the meat, man. And that was a cool thing, like processing it in front of you. So yeah. What you, was that like? That's a I little bit. If people are vegan, I would stop. There's right a now. trigger warning right now. I would stop right stop now. Stop and listening. turn back right now. <laughs> they, you hang it up by, by its hind legs, dude. And then you skin it and you get all the meat that you can use and throw out the rest. Um, and what you can do is you put the rest of like the bones organs, you put it out into the ecosystem. And uh, again, all the other carnivores will come out and basically dis dispose of the, the, the right. remains. Right. Okay. So, so you killed this this hog what were you what were you using uh a 322 hornet a 320 hornet i i don't know i don't know anything about what was that like a it's a some type of rifle right a no? rifle i think yeah okay yeah 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 so we're not i dude it's just a different way of life man they went up there the people i was with that mm -hmm. are really related to my family i went with my cousin's husband's family right. but anyway Dude, they've been going there for 30 years, man. 30 years. That's crazy. Every weekend. And that's wow. their normal way of life. They invest thousands of dollars into this hobby to make sure the, the deer are properly fed. Um, yeah, it's a it's an incredibly, incredibly sophisticated system. Yeah. So what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have about hunting now that you've actually gone through it? they're the people that care the most about the land, man. All the people that give a shit and say, you know, don't put straws in fucking turtles noses. Like those people care about the ecosystem. Sure. But the people that actually preserve the land so that the best animals and the most fruitful animals are the ones that stay on the land and are the ones that people eat for meat. Like that is the most farm to table you can ever get. Right. Right. Getting organic at the grocery store ain't organic man like at the end of the day these people are literally from shooting an animal and making sure it's properly raised from the time it's born to then skinning it properly and putting everything to use whether it's the body for other animals and the meat for to feed their family i mean i, I would say it's just an eye-opening experience yeah that's that's a crazy thing to be able to experience so what do you what do you think uh on the other hand what do you think was the most accurate stereotype now that you've gone hunting when you were out there? I mean, it's just, it's a cowboy's dream, dude. We walked out of playing, <laughs> we walked out of playing cards at like 1am, 2am. Uh, we walked out of playing and I literally had a Miller light in my hand and a cold pork chop. And that's what I ate at 2am. So it's a cowboy's dream. A cold pork chop. <laughs> what just dude. raw? You just eat that nah, sucker? Nah, come on, dude. It's cooked. You don't want salmonella, but is there is there any part of the animal that you can just eat raw? So I know people eat raw liver. Liver king. Liver king. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to? I mean, is he juicing? We're we're both on the same page. He's, <laughs> he's dude, juiced of out of his he mind, is. right? Of course he is. Yeah. I, I dude, I I I mean the the on the real, I, the biggest thing I've learned is how different someone's upbringing can be 
in the same continental United States to yeah. think in Delaware County, you might've been going to the country club. I might've been going to play lacrosse on a weekend, like whatever it is, these people literally go five hours outside of their city and they hunt game. That's what they do to feed their family. Just vastly different. And uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that's my biggest takeaway. Yeah. That's really cool. So was it, did it feel different when you were eating? Did you, have you eaten any part of the, the takes, hog that you killed it, you got to process it, takes a while. it it takes you know it costs 500 dollars to process it uh and, and then i'll try it i'm sh- i've tasted food that's been processed after being shot and i mean tastes the same to me but nice nice did you get any are you getting anything uh special done to it like any kind of like sausages or mm-hmm. um anything like that or Sausage has been hurting. I mean, this sounds ridiculous. This is so ridiculous. Sausage has been hurting my stomach. So I'm not like the casing of the sausage has been fucking with my stomach. So, oh, okay. Okay. I'm not yeah, really yeah. eating that. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound ridiculous. It's all good. It, should, it sounds like we're talking about penis the entire time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you, know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta unpeel that, that hog. <laughs> oh man but that was hunting dude you would enjoy it kev yeah yeah i know you would i know you would love it i i I think a when you're just sitting out with people that you like to talk to for five hours like that's what you do you sit in a stand and you know we talked about this when i came home but uh there's a difference between like knowing someone and then just being with them for a lot of time uh, basically doing nothing, but only being able to talk, you know, and you just find out so much about people. And that, that's another experience I think you would enjoy. Like we would enjoy doing that. Yeah. It's one of the rare things where you're both, you know, you both are stuck with each other for multiple hours on end, whether it be somebody, you know, or somebody you don't know. Yep. Usually you're not going to be taking out your phone and, and fucking around with it. So nah. nowadays there's not a lot of opportunity for that. Uh, so if yeah, we that's do, cool. If we do like a coaching group or have people like a community eventually down the line with this podcast, I think it would be a badass way to have some sort of weekend out of it, like where you go to a campground. Hog weekend with the hog man. <laughs> Who's the hog man, dude? I'm not taking that's that. You, I'm you're not the hog, that. You're the hog killer, right? Hog slayer. But there is something yeah. very uh, hmm. tribal tribal primal is the word yeah, i was primal, i was primal. looking for we left thanksgiving and everyone was like you know good luck like go bring home the food like bring him the feast right there's something very primal to me about that so i think it would be cool if that was ever a community thing we did uh because you're right you're not on your phone you're not worried about life you're just enjoying time with the people you're around yeah personally i would love to do that at some point so i'll definitely be uh hopefully uh heading out heading out into the field one of these one of these times with you we should, we should get cool. some practice in before we do it so we're not injuring any bambies yeah yeah no, dude, I'm, a, I'm a sharpshooter i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i'm a sharpshooter as long as you're a foot away i'm good to go i'm good to go so well that's cool that's a awesome first experience and here's what i'll say that answered one question on listener's corner because someone asked what was your biggest takeaway from the hunting trip does that you think that answers that i feel like that back and forth answers it yeah, I would hope I would hope that does. Did you want to add anything else? No, I just wanted to say we 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 covered the listeners corner. We got we got one and one A response. <laughs> one and one A. 
You're one A, dude. You planned. I'm one A. Oh, great, great. At least we're being transparent and honest here. We planted some questions. Yeah, yeah. We had to plant some questions in there. Love to see it. Love to see it. So cool. We'll cross that one off the list. Do you think that's something you're going to continue to do for the foreseeable future? Every now and again. Here's what every weekend. Here's what I'll tell you. It feels like skiing a lot to me, a hobby you enjoy and you get better at if you do it three, four times a year, it's not going to be an every weekend thing for me though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about skiing, but you walk away with some food that you can eat for the rest of the year. I mean, I don't, I, how much, how much, uh, how much meat do you get from, from said hog? Was it a big a whole, boy? A lot of meat. A lot of meat. <laughs> A lot of meat. Don't worry. Colton can handle it, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Bro. No, I have no idea. I think we killed a 70-pound boar. Um, oh. Are you going to mount that? Are you going to mount that bad boy? No. Oh, okay. I, look at my walls. You're watching my wall. <laughs> I was just about to say, that's the only thing on your wall, dude. You're going to scare anybody that comes near that doorway. Right. <laughs> I mean, and, and like 70 What's pounds is small. A pig head on the wall? <laughs> 70 pounds is small as hell like there's boars that are 200 pounds plus oh wow yeah so um no i have no idea how much meat was on it cool you want to answer your listeners question like yeah yeah let's do yours okay how often do you have days where you aren't feeling it slash don't want to do jack shit all day well well articulated can you take that first were you in that kind of uh were you in that mindset when you asked the question a couple days ago (laughs) naturally i was in that mindset were you okay yeah, it's just it's it's funny because I don't think we've ever talked about it with each other about mm. how often we feel it. I mean, for me personally, it's <laughs> it's so much more frequent than than not. Yeah, uh, I would say it's probably like if I had to maybe throw out like an average. Obviously, there's periods where I go like a long time without, or and then there's periods where it's constant. So I would say it's like probably every three to four days that I'm getting up and like, fuck this. But then I you know, start the day and I start getting go- like you start you start doing those things that you've you've created for yourself for those times. That's really what habits are, right? The habits that you create are the things that prevent you from in that moment getting back, like going back to bed and yep and succumbing to that feeling um you don't have to think about it because it's automated almost yeah like once i get up and i'm brushing my teeth like there's no way i'm going back to bed uh it's yeah it's waking up that's the waking up is the biggest biggest point in the day i would say i'm not i'm not that way at all that's fascinating really i would agree agree with your time or the uh, the frequency i would say probably two to three days a week man i am just burnt like absolutely burnt, but it's in the afternoon actually when I get, uh, when I lose focus or I feel like every task takes me a hundred hours. Then yeah, well, you really, mm. so it's, it's not, you don't really feel that feeling in the morning. No, most mornings I'm jacked up like, and ready to go most mornings. Oh man, that's great. So I don't know. I really I, wish it was the afternoons. for me. <laughs> it's yeah it's so much harder when you're fucking asleep like so so comfortable but you have like your girl with you like i'm 
I mean, not to sound crazy, but I have a freezing cold bed and I'm like, all right, dude, like I just want to get up, get warm, get coffee. Like that's, I, that attracts me every morning to get out of bed, you know? Well, like, your bed's freezing because you keep your apartment at like, right. like 62 degrees. Factual, factual. There's snow. I see snow coming from the ceiling right now. Legitimately. But you, dude, I just read Grover's book, Tim Grover's book on winning. Okay. And he, I think there's a very good point there. Like, uh, what did he say? He was saying something people always brag about, like waking up early. And he, he basically was like, maybe you need someone that makes you want to stay in bed longer or something like that, to the effect of maybe you need a relationship that keeps you in bed a little bit longer. And he's like the toughest dude I know. And mentally, it seems like he is. Uh, and, and that was just something profound to me. I, I So I think a lot of people probably resonate with, it. man, it's tough to get out of bed. Yeah. What does that what does that mean, though, when he's saying? Could you elaborate a little bit more on that point? He's just saying people brag about like getting out of bed early or like getting up early. And he was saying, Hey man, if you want to spend some time with your significant other in the bed and it's hard to get out of bed, like do it. As long as your, as long as your results still speak for the fact that you're winning, like you don't have, yeah. So I don't know. I I just thought it was an interesting take. Fastly different. Yeah. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, a super interesting perspective is what I was going to say. Um, I never really thought of it that way. Uh, He's the dude that trained the arguably the two best basketball players of all time. Both so. of which got up extremely early. Yeah. <laughs> right. What was his? That's a that's a interesting book to read. What was the, What was the biggest takeaway from that book for you? Uh, dude, you're going to be dark if you win, man. You're going to be dark. It's going to be hard. Uh, you're probably going to feel like you have to tackle demons every day. Or you have to cut people out of your life. You have to ha- set hard boundaries. A lot of winning is hard, man. And uh, I think that's what the book resonates with. It's not because he feels like the personal development space is a lot of fluffy stuff, man. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot about feeling good about yourself and you're the best. You got this, man. It's like, no, dude, you got to stop lying to yourself. You got to actually do some hard work. You're going to have to cut people out of your life. You're going to have to make sacrifices, make decisions for what you ultimately want. What did Kobe Bryant want? He wanted to win fucking championships and be the best basketball player. That was it, period. End of story. That was it. That was a singular focus. Michael Jordan, same thing. He wanted to win. Did people like him? Fuck no. People hated Michael Jordan. But he didn't give a shit. I'm cursing a lot, but dude, that's how he talks in this book. Like, yeah, he that all they wanted to do was win, man. If that means punching Steve Kerr in the face, he's gonna punch him in the face. So he plays up to the standard that it takes to win a, a championship. That doesn't mean he's liked by everyone. That doesn't mean you know people go to him for advice. They go to him because they want him to because they know he's what gets them to win. So. Yeah. Do you think there's a a fine line there where you push so hard that you end up, even when you win, you're, you're alone. Those guys are willing to do that a hundred percent for, for champions like that. Yeah. They know, they know that that's an aspect of what they do. Okay. Is that me? Is that me? Probably not. You know, if I'm being, if I'm being a buck, I don't, I don't see myself as becoming that, but for those people, maybe. 
I think in the athletic arena, it's it's a little bit different than maybe in the business arena. I I guess there's there's a lot of parallels. I I would say, but to to win in business, most people need at least one to two really good people beside them. Um, yeah, I and, would agree with you. I would agree with you on that. But but to your point, I mean, maybe maybe it's true to maybe it's true for both. For both but do, but and, do you need business? But do you, Kev? I would ask you: Do you do you need a, a book to be a an apples to apples comparison, or could you no. use certain tools to say, okay, Colton, if you have to set a hard boundary with someone at work? Or you have to make someone step up a level and hold them accountable and do it in a direct way that maybe pisses them off. Good. Maybe they needed to hear that. Like, could you be a little bit harder? Maybe, you know, um, that's just how yeah, I take those, it. those same people hate it's, it's funny. Cause those same people that hated Michael Jordan in those moments, you look at the, the last dance documentary and none of them have really, I mean, some, some things were planted in there, but, most of them had nothing but good things to say about what he did and why he did it and how they all felt about it. So, and I don't know if you watch Kobe's memorial service, dude, but I mean, you remember, I I looked, they they would pan around. Everyone was in tears. So obviously the guy met something like, obviously he was a hard nosed dude, but he did, he did something right along the path to winning. Yeah. How did we get on this topic? Uh, Staying in bed longer. <laughs> Staying in bed longer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's us, dude. Just tan- tangent city. No, but I mean, it's a fascinating point. I, I don't know. It's just something to think about, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, to to circle back, but to waking up when you want to wake up or pushing through those things in the afternoon, if you actually want to win, you're going to have to get through that. You're going to feel it way more often. And that, in, yeah. I would say uh, to your point about personal development being way too fluffy and shit, it doesn't really talk about the frequency that you're going to have those feelings. Yeah. So sometimes for me, I'm, I'm always thinking, what the fuck, why do I, why do I feel like this so frequently? And I, I just, at this point, I think it's just normal um, to, to not have a good day once or twice a week where you wake up and that's a miscon. That's another big, big misconception. Um, I, I've talked to some people, and they they almost look at what I'm doing as if like I just have always done it, and like it's just automatic. Like people who want to maybe change. Okay, I was going to ask you who asks you that question. Like people who are like, oh well, like uh, maybe I want to change, but they discount what. <laughs> my like my advice or uh what i say because it just seems like maybe i just always do it like this or it seems like i'm robotic with it you ever get that uh i i I do get the robotic thing um i've kind of fallen out of love with giving people advice that seem to always come to me for the same advice Hmm. to be honest yeah um at the end of the day, I feel like I'm getting to the stage of a little bit more learning where it's like, if people want information, that's going to make them better. They'll find it. Man. Like you can only keep asking for the, for the advice so many times. Um, you're just procrastinating on doing fucking anything, but to your robotic point, 
I will concur. I have gotten the robotic thing before. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 funny that people think that, but it's more often than not you're probably saying that or thinking that on on a day where you, you might not be feeling well <laughs> or might not be feeling at your best or wanting to do what you had set out for yourself during that day. Well, if you're to give someone a tip, what like or like what's your advice, right? You're having a bad day. What do you what do you think is gets you over that hurdle? Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, you got to have some strong convictions about what you want to do. And if you uh, don't, if you don't have strong convictions about what you want to do or who you want to be, then it's not going to happen for you. Then just don't do it. You know, just don't do it. That honestly, that's where I'm getting at. Like with my point, it's like, if you want something bad enough, you would just have to do it. <laughs> like there's no option. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard for people to put themselves in that whole people say like burn the boats, such a fucking corny saying, but to a certain extent, the, the idea of that is true. You have to, you have to not really give yourself that option. And too many people go through the whole process of like, Oh, I went to bed late. Like I need my eight hours. I need to get enough sleep, like, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I, I go through the same shit. Like it doesn't, it's not, it's not like that doesn't exist in my own head. I just know what it is. It's just me being a bitch probably more often than not. That's the case. I mean, sometimes it's okay. Maybe, maybe I need to take a second here and listen to my body. But for the most part, that's never the case. I, I would totally concur. I think there's very rare times where that nuance you just mentioned, Kev, like you actually need to sleep. I think that's very rarely the case. I think the overwhelming majority is so you're not feeling great. You got to show up anyway. Like your goals require that of you. Winning requires that of you. So you have to do it, man. You're never going to be motivated. You're never always going to be motivated. Yeah. Motivation, motivation fades. Discipline doesn't. 100%. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta build that. But also to that point, the biggest tip I would give people about wanting to maybe change something or do something or wake up earlier is you got to small steps, <laughs> atomic habits, right? Most people try to change 50,000 things at the same time. And they're like, well, why can't I do this? It's like, well, dude, you're trying to change everything you've already, you've done for the past 10 years consistently on a daily basis all at once. It's not going to happen. Some people can fucking do that, which is nuts. It's crazy to me that some people kind of just flip the switch. Like with Dave, uh, he more or less just one day was like, I'm not drinking again. And he just hasn't drunk drank since now. I'm sure he's gone through periods where he's wanted to drink, but he hasn't. So unless you have the absolute, like, genetically gifted rock solid willpower small steps always totally concur wouldn't change a thing about that yeah man hard times are gonna come i I think the biggest takeaway i've learned that you and i have conversated about is just how frequently they come it's multiple times a week not multiple times not once a month yeah 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 and yeah the the once a you, you get those big ones too, like every every once in a while too. Like the ones that are a little bit more, I, yeah. guess, I guess you could you'd say serious, but some, some days are just bigger than others. 
I dude, I've had weeks, man. I've had weeks. What's actually helped those weeks stop happening is I'll give myself more time to, again, this is, I feel like nuanced, but uh, to give myself the four hours of watching YouTube videos, that's yeah. how I've seen myself rebound is like, dude, all right, shut it off. You're fucking destroyed. You're destroyed. You don't have any mental capacity to do anything. That's the only yeah. time I've seen it work. Yeah, that's great. It's great that you have the self-awareness to realize that, right? I mean, I'm sure you're doing when you're saying I'm doing a task and it's taking me hours. It's like, just stop doing it. Yeah. Let yourself chill out. You'll do the task tomorrow in like 30 minutes. Friday afternoons for Doesn't sure. matter. Friday yeah. afternoons, Saturday, more Saturday afternoons when I want to type an email, watch a webinar. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. I'm, I hate doing this, but yeah. Yeah, that was good. Good planning question by you, dude. Thanks for yeah. I, I do what I can. <laughs> you're you're the podcast listener and host. Yeah, biggest fan and <laughs> biggest contributor. Next to you, of course. What else is going on in the life of Colton? Kill the hog. Yeah, life's dude. You know, you know where we're going. Life's life's moving, man. Uh, I don't think I've have I mentioned the dating show on this podcast no, at all. I- uh, I think you might have mentioned it before, but why don't you give everybody a little background? Started, uh, started from square one. Yeah. So I, I think one of the things I've realized is that social media is one of those things that puts your who you are out into the world and you really never know how it's going to be received, who's going to look at it. So apparently some uh, casting agency saw my profile and wanted to cast me for uh, a dating show. And I did an interview and it, it seems like I'm in like the final rounds of some production with a, a major production company. It's like Sharp Entertainment. I don't know a ton about them, but yeah, so that was a decision. I've been kind of, I don't know, man, just thinking of the possibilities of, uh, and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. And we, we talked about it. And I guess I'll open it up to questions from there. Like, what are you, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, as I kind of initially, initially talk about it, man, we got live viewers on us. Oh, I love it. Bye everybody. This is ridiculous. How's it going? You see them? It's It's blurred. It's blurred. There 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 we go. (laughs) We have a, we were just talking studio. We have a full studio audience. Oh my gosh, the fans, man, the fans. <laughs> yeah, so uh, dating show, right? Kind yep. of the final progression here. Yep. What I would love to talk about is just the the recent evaluation of this whole situation that you went through. Yeah. And the reactions that people had around you. And how you dealt with that, because I feel like it's a it's a thing that a lot of people have to deal with when they're or they're thinking about doing anything major in their life. Like mm. maybe it's moving on from their current relationship. Maybe it's changing their career path. Maybe it's not even changing the career path, but quitting their current job to find one that they uh, want to actually do a little bit more. So, so many people come out of the woodwork to kind of talk to you and give you advice, whether you want it or not. And so mm-hmm. I'd love to hear how you handled that. Uh, yeah. So my initial, my initial way to handle this is, is the, okay, Colton, what's your gut tell you? My gut immediately told me, yes, 
but that was from the contextual standpoint of where I sit today with my current job. Uh, and that's what I thought of. And I talked to you about it in pretty good detail. I talked to my mom about it in pretty good detail. And then it got to this next stage, Kev, where it's like, I pretty much know for sure that I'm going to get an offer of some sort. Uh, like it's basically just pending approval from the producers of the show now. And I was talking to one of my cousins about this and they just gave me the harshest feedback ever. And he's someone I would consider very close to my circle. Uh, definitely within like the top 10 people I look at for advice, for guidance. And he was just basically told, like basically told me flat out, no, this is an awful decision. And, and it was very harsh feedback. Uh, and it definitely made me guarded for sure. And, and one of the things I realized is maybe I just didn't do enough due diligence to the negative, right? I can easily sell myself on the positive story where it's like, you get all this publicity, you get all this X, Y, and Z, um, maybe some money hanging out with girls on an island, you know, it's cool. It sounds like a once in a lifetime experience, right? But what's the negative side effects? And so even though the feedback wasn't delivered the way I think most people would say is a good way to deliver feedback, uh, you, you ultimately need to, you know, take the, the truth, try and take the truth from it. I don't know what I'm exactly trying to say, but take the bit of truth that you need to hear is maybe the, the way I would articulate that. And what I needed to hear was think about some downside. Yeah. Yeah. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater there. Right. right. Yep. And, and every part of you probably wants to, uh, especially if it's delivered in a way that's, a, mm, I don't, I don't know if I want to say aggressive cause I wasn't there when it was delivered, but more or less it, it, it was delivered in a, a very, I guess, straight up way. And it was exactly probably what you weren't expecting to hear. Right. right. And yeah. not necessarily what you want to hear either hmm. in no. that situation, because regardless of what people say, of course, when people ask for advice or ask what you would do in this situation, they already know in their head what, what they have. They have an idea as to where they want to go and what Correct. they would want to do. So yep. already going into that with a little bit of a preconceived, like, here's what I want to hear. Um, and not hearing that and actually hearing it so hard the opposite way is, is really hard to process, right? And, and, and here's a here's a, sorry, sorry, I was gonna cut you off, yeah, but I, I didn't even really ask for advice. But that's the thing when you realize you're with really close friends, man. Sometimes they're gonna give you advice because they trust you as a person, they trust you as a relationship they're close with. Because I didn't candidly ask for advice, I was just sharing a story. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and I and that's going to happen with the people closest to you. And, and they're giving that advice and it's important to remember that's probably it's coming from a good place, right? They love you. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But yeah, that's a, that's a, a great piece there that you took away from that is that you didn't just completely discount what he said, but processed it and thought to yourself, okay, maybe I need to look a little bit more at the downside. Cause of course, in any of these situations, it's very easy to just think about the upside. Grass is always greener on the other side. There's a reason why there's that saying. For sure. Um, and what did I do, dude? I called you. I called Alex immediately. The first thing I did was I sent a video into our three-person group oh, chat, yeah, yeah, yeah. the three amigos. And I said, guys, give me some like negative feedback or what am I missing about this? Uh, and I just reached out to other you know, people I would consider on my board of directors of life, dude. And I would say overwhelming positive 
overwhelming positive was still what I heard and what I felt, but it's always good to check yourself, man. It's always good to check yourself because the people that push back against your ideas only make you better and a stronger, uh, they only give you a stronger opinion. Once you, once you start, when you kind of listen to them, it only makes your point or your belief stronger after you do more research. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of how I approached it. Yeah. That's what you just said there. I think is super cool. Like your board of directors for life. Yeah. Do you have that written down or do it's kind of in your head? Like these are the people that I re- reach out to. I mean, I could list them off right now. I mean, there's like seven people, eight people, uh, but I don't know. I heard it in a book. I literally just heard it in a book somewhere. Yeah. Seven I, or eight people. I think that sounds like probably a reasonable amount. Anything more is probably getting a little bit too, you're too many people to be and, asking for. And, and here's a great conversation we had on this thing. And maybe people can reflect on this in their life. If the seven or eight people closest to you that you care the most about, right? if you are doing whatever, if you're on whatever path you're on and they, those people love you for what you're doing, man, who gives a fuck what other people say? And that was kind of what I said to him when he was like, Oh dude, people are going to say bad things about you. That's great, man. As long as you love me, dude, as long as Kev, Kev, Alex, my mom, as long as you guys still love me, regardless of what's said on TV, I'm not sure I really care. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm, it's a great way of looking at it. Did you get any other unwarranted advice from other people? Uh, no, no. I no. mean, I, I don't, I don't really think so. Uh, I mean, for people that might think, why would you ever do a dating show? If you're, you know, there's so much value, man, in, in your, uh, I would say your social, what would you say? How, how would you articulate it? Like your social brand? Is that, is that how you articulate it? Yeah, you could say that. I think that's probably a good way to put it. Your social currency. Right? Sorry, that was the word I was looking for. Okay. There's a lot of value in your social currency, meaning how many followers you have, the sort of uh, pool you have with people. That's honestly, that's a value that transcends your nine to five job, in my opinion. Yeah, it can, it can give it can give you and has given a lot of people the flexibility to really go out and do exactly what they want to do and make monetary not only successful for themselves but monetarily successful because of that which is such a cool it's cool cool time to be alive because that that exists whether people use it for good or for bad and would you admit that that's something you're interested in for your business too like would you admit that that's something that you could see helping your business yeah yeah i mean any kind of increase in eyeballs is is good I wouldn't necessarily want any negative press, but it's just the name of the game. Uh, sometimes, specifically speaking, with dating shows. Right. Um, and uh, don't worry, Alex. I'm not going on a dating show anytime soon, so uh, I'm not going to increase my social currency that way or social status. But uh, I, yeah, I agree with you 100 percent that it can it can be a factor that propels you even you know further in. It really can accelerate your success or what you actually want to do at the end of the day. Yep. So what caused you to jump circling back to the beginning? What caused you to go through the process? Cause uh, I know a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't even go through the process. They would just say, nah, I'm not going to do it. Like uh, what's the risk. Yeah. Zero downside. Zero downside in the beginning. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so interesting how just like doing something on a whim, like ah, screw it, like can become this pretty massive opportunity. Yeah. I dude, I I I haven't met a door I don't want to open at 25. Like I, I'm not one I, single door. Uh, I mean, there's been some doors. There's been some heavy doors. <laughs> but I mean, reality speaking, dude, I don't know anything. I've come to this realization. I have no idea what life is going to bring at me. And I'm in this exploratory phase. And this is one of those things that popped up and it was like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so interesting. It's so interesting. The but, more and more we talk, yeah, I think the more and more we realize that there's way less answers, way more questions, right? It's the, the theme of season two. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, uh, let's well, let's circle back to now that you, now that you've kind of come to this realization in processing maybe the pros and cons of of that. Yep. Of doing something like that, would you mind sharing some of your biggest fears with doing? something about moving forward with an opportunity like that uh dismantlement of a corporate career where candidly i think i'm killing it that's a big fear yeah second one would be public ridicule i mean you saw on my instagram maybe two and a half weeks ago someone from high school reached out anonymous account wouldn't even tell me the name of who they were and they they basically were like yo you treat me like shit or like whatever it was and dude, that fucked me up, man. That fucked me up for a day. And this was 10 years ago, right? Wasn't so, the message wasn't the message though? Like it's good to see that you've changed. Or now it, yeah, it's good to see you change, but it still doesn't yeah. hit me correctly that I right. treated someone like shit. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it was like, you know, it's you were not a nice person in co- in high school, basically. It's nice to see that some people could change or something like that. I don't even remember it. But either way, dude, it didn't feel good, you know, Uh, and I'm sure if it seems like uh, when you get publicity, things like that tend to maybe happen more. Um, And dude, I've made bad decisions in my life for sure. I'm sure I've impacted people in ways that I don't even really remember or recollect. So I I could in theory see that happening from high school or even college. So those are my two big ones for sure. Yeah. What do you what, what do you what? would you see as because it's hard for for me being in this like what would you see it as being for people well yeah it's the second thing would be the second thing you mentioned there like having people come out of the woodwork i know we already talked about this but that's 100 percent guaranteed yeah like, that's gonna happen um so you know that that's a reality of this situation of getting like being in the limelight People are just uh-huh. going to naturally come out of the woodwork. I think the, the only thing to I do think is- the big thing there is is maybe you have to do things that you don't necessarily don't jive with like what your moral compass is. Mm. Right? Like they're forcing you to maybe do, and this is something I just I thought of maybe after we had our conversation, but they force you to maybe do something or appear in a way that you know you're not that person. And it I I know I would have a hard time maybe doing that. <laughs> And that's reality TV for you. You're going to have to probably do some things that aren't necessarily yourself. Yeah. That's how it is. And most people, I don't know if they realize that reality TV is just another extension of acting. It's just a bunch of people who 
or you guys you could call them amateur actors. But yeah, you you'd have to do some things. I would imagine that might not be in line with who you are as a person, which is of course goes back to your first year of a dismantling of a corporate career that you've definitely worked very very diligently to build and yeah. build a repertoire that that you have. My my counterbalance to that, I think a lot of people would totally agree with you, Kev, because the producers or the directors are going to tell you, hey, can you go do X, Y, and Z? And you kind of yeah. got to do it or get off the show, right? Right. Uh, for me, I'm there to entertain, man. I'm there to entertain, like find love in the process if that's what the deal is. Sure. <laughs> but I'm there to be an entertainer, man. Like, yeah. that, no, no holds bar on that. I, again, I'm not going to do anything that is... I don't know. I mean, there's got to be some nuance there. You know, you can't just, I'm not going to be murdering people. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, right, right. That's where we're drawing the line. That's the pretty, that's a pretty deep line right there. We got to have some. Okay. Have okay. Some fine. I won't kill that guy. All right. I won't. I won't. <laughs> I'll kill that. I'll kill that hog though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kill that hog. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be your, that's going to be your intro. It's like uh golden <sighs> Richards hog slayer <laughs> dude in the interview they were like how southern are you i was like zero percent southern <laughs> like, i live in southern. the south that's about as southern, southern I am. at all couple months cowboy hat yet <laughs> how's your accent can you can you share us a little accent here <laughs> oh man yeah yeah that's that's great that's great <sighs> so it's such a funny thing those dating shows are so interesting i always wondered how they found the people and i guess it's like a combination of people applying and people reaching out so they're very uh discreet about it because they don't want you to know what show it is uh and i mean it's done by a pretty major i thought they're they're discreet with what they're doing it's a large organization and essentially they just have people reach out to someone who could fit the role for the show uh, so you never know what you post on social media, what opportunities it's going to bring you. Yeah, dude, it's it's so interesting, too, because a lot of the time, a lot of those people on the show aren't that get on the show aren't shown that much. Really? Like in reality TV shows, like. There's some of them have a lot of different people and some people don't even make it onto the actual show that is produced. Huh. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's a yeah. ton of risks, you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it could be an absolute horrible show. Yeah, I dude, know. I would just I would pay so much money to see your introduction. <laughs> what I would do to see that is, oh, man, that is just going to be that if if it ends up happening, that would just be one of the best things that ever happened. And so funny. Even if even if that's all you got, that, that would just be amazing. <laughs> oh. I, it seems like as of right now, again, I don't have 2020 vision. It seems like that the odds of that happening now are slightly slim just based on some things taking place in the corporate environment. So opportunities yeah, you- for promotions that I can't talk highly like about a ton, but uh, yeah, there's some good things going on corporately that a lot of upside, very, very minimal doubts. <laughs> <laughs> very minimal downside only upside no downside i mean dude are you in <laughs> yeah that's basically the conversation i had with this person at my job and i was like yeah i could be it what is that what is that thing from anger man it was 60 of the time all the time it works all the time <laughs> yeah something like that but dude it's cool yeah. experience man you know I- i'm trying to take things as they come to me that was one of those things that 
it seemed like a once in a lifetime experience and it's crazy kev i don't know if you feel this way man but it seems like you're starting to feel this way with your business but I don't know, man, like how hard you work for a long period of time starts to compound into opportunities. I, it seems, it seems like you're starting to feel that way with your business. You just passed the CFP and you guys are doing so much shit with your practice. It's like randomly at a period of time, so many good things will start flowing your way. I don't know how to describe it. It's unlike anything else that you ever have to do. Like with fitness, the consistency, you can see it after a couple of weeks. Yeah. But in, in life and in your career, you have to be consistent for years, I feel for like, to, to start actually feeling the compounding of all that. Yeah. And it, feel like, it feels like it's been coming uh, fast and furious, like all of a sudden. Um, obviously, not going to stop now, but it's, it, is, it is nuts how, how consistent you have to be to, uh, over an extended period of time and almost see nothing. Zero. And keep going. Zero. So, it comes eventually, as long as you you stay the path, stay the course. Yeah, I, I know we got we got to cut this, but at the end here, but yeah, the final thing I'll say on this, man, even with even with big decisions, they only get bigger, man. Yeah, the the amount of financial stress you have today, as you make more money, it only gets bigger, and that's what I tell myself anytime I feel stressed about a situation, right? dude, this is a hard decision, right? The decisions only get harder with age, responsibility. And I, I would almost say magnitude. Yeah. I mean, bigger and harder. So. Oh, do we, we f- talk about penises? <laughs> bigger <laughs> and harder. Hog slayer. Oh my oh, God. Oh man. We'll, we'll, we'll chop it there. We'll chop well, it there. That's it, that's <laughs> and it, end it on a good note. Seven, 71 in the bug. Later.